It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All right, here we are, another edition of Hanson's Hints here and at FantasyPoints.com. I am John Hanson. However, I, in this episode, am not the person who will be dishing out the hints. That would be our guy, my guy, Dr. Mark Attic, certified orthopedic surgeon from Harvard and certainly a Super Bowl champion. Uh, I've been talking with him for over a decade, working with him on television. One of the nicest men I've ever met. Doc, what is up? How are you? Guru, it's been a while. Waiting for the season to start. Getting excited. Training camp coming up. This is our first video that we've ever done. We're doing, this will be, if you're listening in podcast form, uh, we do have video of this here. We actually, we're off to a good start. Our little template looks pretty damn good here. We're we're centered. We've got about the same amount of headspace. So uh, it's been going really well here in this offseason, heading into the 2023 season. So we hope to have you on here basically every week periodically whenever something pops but really like a late in the week kind of roundup on all the injuries and for those who don't know uh doc addicts here played football at a very very high level let's just go through your resume real quick um we'll start with in college at Baylor you wrestled a bear right is that is that like uh, I mean that stands out to me. you had a mullet and you wrestled a bear. I had a mullet. I wrestled a bear. I benched 565 pounds. Woo! Wasn't all American. Uh, and then I was a first round draft pick. Actually started off blocking steep for Steve Young in the USFL. Two yeah. years there. Then yeah. I was a first round draft pick by the Chiefs. Played for the Chiefs for five seasons. Then the Redskins for three. Won a Super Bowl with the Redskins. And then said, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And uh, got all my pre-med stuff done and got into Harvard Medical School. Orthopedic surgery training at the Mayo Clinic, then the Sedman Hawkins Clinic in Vail, Colorado. And now I've been an orthopedic surgeon for 17 years down in Houston. And you are the guru of making a call. It's a, it's a very precarious situation that you're, you've been in for the last decade. And I, I've seen you. I've been right along with you the whole time, nine straight years of basically predicting severities of injuries. But, you know, I, I will say I've noticed we all want to get better at our jobs. I don't know. I think everyone in America is getting worse at their jobs these days. But, you know, we all want to get better at our jobs. And you progressively seem to get a real feel for it So at some point where you you really can kind of make a pretty solid call like in real time just just off of a video you know right that's just all part of the process because i don't know if you were as good at the end as you were in the beginning in 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 terms of those in, in those terms no i mean i think that absolutely having played having been injured yeah, having had surgeries myself and then being an orthopedic surgeon you know we also see uh, very often athletes come in and they have the video of their injury. You know, nowadays, yeah. I mean, they, they they have huddle, whether it's a high school athlete or they have some game yeah. film or their parents yeah. took the film. So I, it's not unusual when an athlete comes in with an injury that he actually has the video of his injury. And so then being on the fantasy zone with DirecTV and NFL Sunday Ticket, yeah, that's what we did. 
I mean, I was lo- doing live analysis of videos of injuries of NFL guys and then saying what I thought. Is this something a guy can come back in the game or is it something that's going to keep him out for a week or two weeks or is this a season-ending injury? And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, the accuracy was pretty darn good. I did notice, to me, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, it, it did feel like you were a little bit on a streak there, almost how I could get on a streak of having clarity and making a bunch of good calls week in and week out. I felt like you were like in the zone there for a number of years where you were like predicting everything, you know, and it was oftentimes there were contrary reports out there and you ended up being right. Like, I feel like you were in like a zone there. I, I, I definitely think I was. I think it definitely helps when you're not just a doctor, when you also have experienced some of these injuries yourself, right? I think it really makes it it makes it easier to do. And then the more experience you have as an orthopedic surgeon, and the more and the more times you see guys who come in and you're evaluating your injuries and you're looking at their videos, it just makes it that much easier to do it when you're doing it live on air. Well, I'm glad in a roundabout way we kind of gave a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit more bio, a little bit more background uh, information on you just so people know what's up. Uh, you know, you know what's up. Now, the role here will be a little different. We're, we're just going to, you know, talk about these injuries, try to get a handle on them for an edge, for an advantage. And for the first episode here with you, Doc, we'll start with what I think are the top, like, seven key injuries here that – have fantasy managers, you know, wondering about the player. So let's start with Javante Williams. And you, you know, that's my guy. And you were there. No, um, you were, you were, you were tooting his horn from the beginning. Yeah. And you were there when, when we saw the tragedy unfold. Yeah, I'll never forget did. it. You were like four feet in front of me where you just had this dire, that was a good example of like, you just had this studying your body language. I was like, Oh boy. And you yeah. were right. Um, you know, well, explain exactly what he uh, did and, you know, the severity of that compared to like a regular ACL. Um, well, and mean, then, you know, yeah. he, he's making a cut and he gets tackled and he injures his knee. And, you know, the concern is always, is it going to be an isolated ACL, which in a perfect world, an isolated ACL, you can see somebody come back in as early as six months. Right. And so for a guy to get hurt, toward, even towards the end of the season, he could easily make it back for training camp if it's just a, a, a truly isolated NC, uh, ACL injury. In Javante's case, he actually got his LCL a little bit as well, lateral collateral ligament. Right. And anytime you add other things to the injury, you're going to add a number of months generally to that rehab. And, and Javante did get his LCL a bit. And, you know, keep in mind this injury was in October, right? So. Right. Worst case scenario, if it took him a year to get back, he's still back in the middle of the season. Um, but it's 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 also possible that they can come back as early as nine months. So if you're talking that, you have a guy that that may even start to get a little bit of work in training camp. So I think Javante, I think there's a lot of optimism about him. And seeing what the Broncos have done at running back, yeah, they right. signed Najee Piran, but but they yeah. passed on Dalvin Cook, and they passed on Leonard Fournette. They passed on a number of guys they could have signed. So right. that tells me that his rehab has to be going pretty well. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me if we see Javante earlier in the year rather than midseason or late season. 
how good of a sign is it that he's actually cutting at this point? I I don't know. And we're going to get into J.K. Dobbins. Maybe he was doing that. Um, How great of a sign is that? How concerned should we be for a setback? I mean, is it any higher risk? You know, you it feels like you don't hear about like, oh, he's suffering a little swelling or I guess once in a while. seems like a lot of these ACLs come out a little clean here, but this one's a little bit more complicated. So uh, is that a good sign that he was out there cutting right now? It, it definitely and- is because, I mean, the last things you do are sprint and all these explosive movements and cutting, right? So yeah. if somebody's cutting, they're on the way. They're on the way to being able to to start to participate in some non-contract drills and 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 then obviously the last thing you'll see is slapping on the pads and and actually taking some shots but but no I mean I, I think it's a great sign that he's cutting and and I just think that the overall feel listening to what the coaches are saying I think they have uh, some optimism that he's going to appear early in early in the season now he just turned 23 so based on this positive trajectory thus far should can we be confident that the 23 year old Javante Williams you know maybe it's toward the end of the year until he's truly back can he have a complete recovery you know based on the information we have right now how would you feel about the notion that Javante Williams can basically return 100% to what he was pre-injury you know, I see a lot of guys after they suffer an injury sometimes even take it to another level. I mean, Adrian Peterson, yeah. after he tore his ACL, he came out and had his best year ever, right? So, yeah. you know, I mean, I think this is an injury that he can recover completely from and have a very successful and productive career. And do I expect him to put up big numbers if he does return early in the year? It may be mid-season before we see him start rounding in the form. Gotcha, I mean, sure. I mean, I mean not, not to segue into J.K. Dobbins, but we saw that a little bit last yeah. year with J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, well, let's do just that. And we are a year ahead of Javante, right. uh, basically, like o- almost exactly. By the way, that injury wasn't early October, for what it's worth. It wasn't like a couple of days before Halloween, too. It was like, uh, you know, like October 5th. But uh, J.K., uh, so far has stood for just kidding in terms of fantasy, but you know, eyeball test wise early on, I did not think he was moving well at all. He ripped off a couple of plays, but the data and, you know, fantasy points data launching this year, we're all, we got so many data points. It's crazy, but you know, the data points did, did look good. This is the last year of his rookie deal. There's no fifth year option. So I'm all in here on JK. Let's go. Um, maybe not doing a ton with the team now, you know, entering that last year. I don't know. Maybe he's hoping for a payday beforehand, but where are we in your opinion with uh, JK Dobbins? Yeah. So I mean, if you remember, I mean, he was hurt. What was it? The last preseason game, like in August, the end of August in 21. Yeah. And then he missed the entire year and he came back early. I guess it was late September, played four games. And now his injury was a really bad injury because he had an ACL he had a lateral collateral ligament, ripped the hamstring muscle off the bone, also had a meniscus. So this was a big Ooh. deal. A lot a lot more than Javante. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wow. I mean, yeah, a lot more than Javante. And with the bigger injury is a bigger surgery. With the bigger surgery, you got more scar tissue. And so this is a guy that came back, and I think you and I even talked about it. I mean, 
he he did not look good. Those no. first four weeks, he was averaging just over about three yards a carry, seemed to be, I mean, full fully limping almost. And, yep. I mean, it was really concerning. And he went back in, had another scope, missed a couple months, yeah. and then he came back, looked like a different guy. I mean, his last four games that he played in had a couple where he went over 100 and averaged like seven yards a carry. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that that's the guy that we're going to see. I mean, is this? I mean, you can always say, well, I mean, how many years is he going to be able to play after having a knee right. injury? Well, yeah. you just don't know. I mean, some of these guys can go a decade on a knee that's that's a little bit banged up and and yeah, has a little bit of arthritis. But but some of these guys are just tough and they can continue to perform at a high level despite the fact that they have uh, have a damaged joint. And I thought he looked great at the end of last year, and I agree with you. I mean, coming into a con- you know sort of a contract year, I mean, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna let it on fire. I mean, they have a lot more weapons to sort of, oh yeah, yeah, open so- things up for him. I mean, you know, Lamar is gonna be hungry to show people uh, what he's all about, and so yeah, I think J.K. is gonna have a great year. So last year, last four games. You know, the first four games, 3.5 yards per carry, 2.4 yards after contact per carry per fantasy points data. Last four games, seven yards a carry, 4.23 yards after contact, damn near doubled it. So he gave us the answers to the 2023 test late last year, right? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes, guys, it's almost like a scar tissue thing. Your knee just feels stiff and it feels tight, and, a, and, and an orthopedic surgeon can get in there and remove some of that scar tissue, and all of a sudden, you just feel like a different person. You have more normal range of motion. You can make the cuts you want to make. Your knee's going to flex the way you want it to flex so you can actually, you know, jump over a pile or, a, you know, an arm tackle or or, you know, just someone who's getting in your way. So I, I just felt like he looked like a completely different guy when he came back at the end of the season. Okay. Well, you know, we're still wondering about another knee comeback here, that at quarterback in Kyler Murray. Now, you don't get into the ADP stuff, but we've actually um, – we're, we're ahead of the markets here because uh, the, the markets, if you will – are not exactly confident on Kyler Murray, only QB 22 off the board, which, you know, if he were completely healthy, he'd be like QB seven, something like that, you know? So um, I don't know, might be a little bit of a buying opportunity. Uh, Maybe the updates are a little cryptic. I know you've looked into where he is and all that, but where do you think we are uh, with Kyler Murray? Where, Where might we be in six weeks when camps are in full swing? I mean, part of the problem is is it was a week 14 injury, so it was in December. So, again, yeah. very late in the year, it it looked like a pretty clean ACL, but apparently he got a meniscus tear at, as well. So that, Ooh, that does yeah. complicate it. And, and if you think that, okay, six, seven months in a perfect world with a truly isolated ACL, all right, then you're looking closer to nine, ten months when you're talking about somebody who – who also had a meniscus tear and the way he moves and the way he plays, I think he's going to be one of those people that really is going to want to be truly a hundred percent before he gets out there. And so it does, yeah. it does worry me that okay. he may not come back till mid season. And then when he mm. does come back, it may take him a while to really have the confidence to be, you know, the Kyler Murray that's going to be productive. 
So yeah, yeah. I think that the the, the markets as maybe they're call, right. Yeah, yeah hey, I think that they're, wouldn't I be think the first they're time. probably pretty accurate. Okay. Well, normally, <clears throat> excuse me. Normally, I'm kind of skeptical, but there's an opportunity with a cheat code guy. Yeah, no, I mean, with the way with the way he runs the ball, I mean, and and can score uh, with his with his with his legs. I mean, yeah. So I don't know though, man. I mean, I mean, would I be absolutely shocked if he plays early in the year? I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, completely shocked. But I just I'm expecting more of a midseason return and and yeah yeah and then for him to kind of take a while to round into form if he could be kyler murray for eight games it, it's pretty good right you know qb 18 but you know yeah, there's going to be some zeros in there as well we're talking best ball and all that we are talking right now with my guy dr mark addicts super bowl champion orthopedic surgeon out of a little school named harvard you may have heard of and the best in the business when it comes to breaking down sports injuries and the like. And I, I always like to pump doc up by when I introduce him on Sirius XM, it's well, let's bring in the man, Dr. Mark addicts. He did RG three's first ACL and then he won the Heisman. And then the second one, I don't know, crickets. Uh, no one called you doc. No one called you for the second one, but we, we digress. Uh, I, I love uh, pumping up the doc that we, when we work with the doctor, for almost 10 years you know we all we did peter dan helly james co is we basically pumped you up that must have felt good 10 years of being pumped up right (laughs) you guys were awesome yeah now we were we were we were very supportive of of each other you guys pumped me up too uh but let's get into the next injury here and that would be cooper cup aka the football nerd and i i did see some video of Cooper Cup uh, out there running, and so he seems to be well on track. Uh, what 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 exactly has he dealt with here? What you are know, the chances I mean, he, of so he recurring? Had, it was, it was uh, week ten, November thirteenth. He had that high ankle sprain that he never returned from, and originally they were kind of waiting for it to heal, and then I think they finally decided that he wasn't going to play, and he underwent surgery. Right, so right, right. they have a really fancy surgery now called a tightrope where. Because when you have a high ankle sprain, you basically tear the ligament that holds the the tibia to the fibula, and it separates, right? So what they do is they drill two tunnels through both bones, and then they put little buttons on both sides so it keeps the bones together so that ligament can heal. That's Mm. syndesmosis. That's what a high ankle sprain is. And, And so what that does is it reduces it to an anatomic position, and it ensures that it's going to heal right where you want it to heal. And so, I mean... This was overkill. I mean, if, if they were in the playoffs, it might have been something that he could have played with without the surgery. Um, I mean, you're so seeing, is it going to be the bionic man this year upon return? Like, that's right. are, are, yeah. are we in better shape with this? Uh, exactly. I mean, this product. He's, he's at 100% healed at this point. And, you know, he's had the surgery, which maybe he didn't need given that they – they went ahead and, you know, ended the season for him. But, yeah, I expect to see Cooper Cup. After the way he came back from his ACL in 2018, True. I mean, prior True. to that he was kind of like, as you say, a jag, just another guy. And then he came back from his ACL, and all of a sudden he's one of the premier wide receivers in the league. So this is a guy that knows how to get the job done in the rehab. And, uh, I mean, he looked like he looked like Cooper Cup in the video that I've seen of him. 
Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah, he did look like, look like uh, Cooper Cup. Let's move on here with Dr. Mark Addicts, special contributor to FantasyPoints.com, Brees Hall, uh, another running back, another ACL, another heartbreak uh, for yours truly. We loved him as well this past year. And once again, another dude we thought was a stud, and he was, but that injury, um, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen the uh, – you know, the updates here, uh, getting as much as we can. You know, it, it doesn't seem like we're on track to be good to go week one, but probably, I think, going to avoid a PUP situation. Might he need, you know, two, he, three, four he's, games? He's a young guy. So this this is this is as close to an isolated ACL as I think we saw last right. year. Right. You know, they said there was a, maybe a little minor meniscus injury but when that's the case, I mean, maybe they threw one stitch in it. Maybe there was just a little piece to trim. But uh, I think this is as close to an isolated ACL as we get. Again, this was, you know, mid to late season, October 23rd injury, uh, week seven. Um, and this is something that even if it's nine months, mm. you know, he's ready to go at training camp. Yeah. And I, I, I think that there, everything that I've read, I think that there's a lot of optimism that no, don't expect to see him in training camp or preseason, but that they are going to try to work him in early in the season. So I do not expect Brees Hall to miss much, much time. And I think that he, being a young guy, I think he's going to recover and he's going to be effective um, pretty early. You know, I mean, it doesn't take that long with an ACL that is isolated. Right. For, I just got to, he just doesn't take, he just has to take a hit or two. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm okay. And, and, and we're going to see him perform at a high level. So of all, of all these injuries, I think Brees Hall is the one that probably is going to, going to be back to speed the fastest. Okay. And so, yeah. So he's the guy that I think of any of them has the best chance of the ACLs has the best chance to play week one. The markets are valuing him, you know, pretty high, uh, basically like two or three draft spots from, Josh Jacobs, who was an absolute stud last year, um, going off the board like five picks after Derrick Henry. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So, somebody agrees with me, I guess. Yeah. Those markets are pretty savvy here. Uh, Talking with our guy, Dr. Mark Addicts, once again here. Well, moving on to uh, the next guy. I only have a few more here. Rashad Bateman, I'm trying to pull up the quote from our guy, Adam Kaplan. I I forgot to inform you of this, but, you know, Kaplan was basically reporting, you know, like full Liz Frank situation here with this foot issue. Um, I know you probably looked into it. Uh, Where are we at with Rashad Bateman? It it just, an injury like that, like I always worried about the in season, you know, like, oh man, it's going to be a problem all year. But now that we're, completely removed from last year i mean could we get a clean bill of health and and be past this here or might might we still be worried about that well, i mean so yeah so the injury was like week eight october 27th he he was diagnosed with a list frank he did have surgery and yeah. uh and so generally that surgery is kind of similar to to the high ankle sprain where what you're trying to do is you're trying to pull the two bones together and then get them to heal right where they need to heal. Now, mm. he was on field for the OTAs on May 22nd, and then on, on June 13th, started to have some soreness, 
and now they've they've done a cortisone shot into his foot, Ooh. and they're saying he's going to miss several days. They haven't said how many. Generally, when someone has a cortisone shot, they don't let him do much for a week, and then they'll let him do some rehab. So I wouldn't expect to see him back for a couple oh, weeks. Wow. Now, sometimes that's enough, right? You have the surgery. You've got a little inflammation, a little scar tissue, and a cortisone injection can, one, get rid of the inflammation, two, kind of soften that scar tissue up so that the, so the foot can get back to a more maybe anatomic position. But list ranks are worrisome because sometimes mm. people end up having chronic issues with it. But I'm hopeful. I mean, he's had enough time. He's had the surgery. I'm hopeful that this cortisone shot and the time between now and training camp kind of gets him back going. But but okay. these list ranks are worried. The list ranks are it's a scary injury because it can be something after a list rank injury, you can develop, you know, sort of chronic inflammation in your foot. And and for a wide receiver, that's a big deal. Well, you know, as I told you, I dated Liz Frank in high school, and she was very mean. She she upgraded my ass. She she dropped me like a bad habit. Uh, she probably made a good call at the time, but yeah, very hurtful. Uh, Dr. Mark Addix, how about a rookie running back who I have been all in on? Maybe not, it's not the level of a Javante because Doc, for those uh, watching and checking this out uh you know he saw firsthand you know the love affair that i've had with some of these running backs like jonathan taylor yeah jonathan taylor would be number one but javante is a close second yeah well and and then this past year if you recall my guy rashad white um who showed who showed very well who i interviewed chopped it up with recently like two weeks ago unbelievable kid you know i met him at the combine too but you know i watched tajay spears um and at mobile at the senior bowl and man he was unbelievable he was the best skilled player there um just making guys miss he's he's a, he's not the biggest guy he's a little bit of a tweener but he's just got something special there so i set up an interview with him and he's one of these instinct guys like don't ask him about a play uh you know afterward because he has no idea he's just going off of seeing color reacting and all that but he could do everything you know put him in a wildcat short yardage good receiver i mean everything like he's not considered like a stud but i got like a sneaky stud vibe you know but then all the reports come out about this damn knees had multiple acls uh he had reportedly doesn't have an acl so what about this acl independent thing where some human beings i guess they're like eh, acl schmacl uh what do you think about this situation all right so I mean, not every ACL injury is the, the same, by the way, but I've, I've read about what he's doing in his OTAs. I mean, apparently he's really impressed the coaching staff. I mean, they, they're already saying that he's probably RB2. Um, he's yep. been doing so well. Right. And so That's why they took him. They took him so, in the third round, which means something. Right. I mean, but that that is after Ian Rappaport said – yeah. He's playing without an ACL. He's got full thickness cartilage defects. He's got arthritis. You know what I mean? I mean, which yeah. sounds horrific. I mean, he should be on a walker. You know what I mean? And yeah. here's, here's the bottom line. Arthritis is the wearing of the cartilage on the ends of your bones, right? Everybody has it by the time they're out of high school. So you tell me somebody has arthritis, and I'm yeah. going to say 100% of the guys yeah. in the NFL – have arthritis. Okay. Now, a full thickness cartilage defect, that's a little scarier. 
but you can have an MRI that shows a little tiny place where a piece of cartilage is missing that does not mean anything. The other thing is, is that when an ACL tears, sometimes the way the torn ACL falls in the joint, it scars to the PCL and you're really not unstable. Like bonds. Yeah. And so even though he doesn't have an ACL, he doesn't have an unstable knee. And watching Tajay Spears move, he does not have an unstable knee. That's right. Despite the fact that he's got arthritis and full thickness cartilage defects and no ACL, I see a kid who's got a knee that doesn't hurt him, that's stable and allows him to cut on a dime. And so might his career be short? It might, but it might not. It might not. He could play a decade. There it is. You you watch that kid? You watch a little bit of him? Yeah. Dynamic, man. No, yeah, he... He, yeah, no, I think he's more fun. I, I think he could be great. Yeah. You know, yeah. A little thunder and lightning in, in Titanville, that would be great. Yeah, and they're going to move on from Derrick Henry next year. He's gone. So they, they want to be a little less, you know, leather helmety, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and Tajay Spears could, you know, yeah, like freaking 2,000 yards last year and like 19 touchdowns. Like I said, I, the kid, I asked him anything, like, well, you know, what is it? You know, what, what do you think? Some wildcats. Oh, I did that. I did some wildcat all day long. But yeah, great kid. Good kid. And great stuff there from Dr. Mark Addicts on Tajay Spears. Uh, I, I don't think there's been anyone out there higher on him than me. Maybe. I don't know. But Doc, well, I, think you can, I think you can keep touting him. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not worried about him. And, it, you know, Charles Mann, who played with me with the with the uh, Redskins, um, yeah. you know, he tweaked his knee. They did an MRI and he didn't have an ACL. And, and then, like, a little while later, he tweaked his other knee. He didn't, MRI, didn't have an ACL on the other side either. He played his whole career that way. Wow. And, it, it like, it did, obviously did great. By the way, the name dropping that you can unleash on <laughs> us all year is unbelievable. Like, such a small little network of people in that NFL world. Like, you know so many people. Like, why don't you name – your most famous teammate at Baylor, because this is a big ass name. Oh, I mean, well, Mike Singletary. Mike I mean, Singletary. Yeah, I mean, good. boom. I mean, boom. Yeah, I want winners. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, insanely great player. I remember I, my brother always liked the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I always liked the Dallas Cowboys. And your brother Mike played in the NFL was, too, right? Mike Singletary was available to be drafted by the Cowboys at the end of the first round. And when they didn't take him, I became an ex-Cowboy fan. And then having played for the Redskins, of course, now I hate the Cowboys. Oh, wow. Wow. But But your your brother played in the NFL too, right? Your brother played played in the NFL too, right? Yeah, he played for the Bears. Yeah, he played for the Bears half a season for the Vikings. That's unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll end on that note. Is there – uh, I'll leave you with this. I didn't ask you this question before, but we've talked plenty. Like, you know how skeptical I am uh, on older players in general, especially nowadays. Like Darren Waller last year, I'm like, oh, 30 years old, holding out, holding in, looking for a contract. Like, uh, no, thank you. Um, is that like a red flag in your mind at this point? Like, if we see a veteran out there, uh, holding out, holding in, not working for multiple weeks here. Like how concerned should we be about the soft tissue injuries? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Darren Waller, I mean, that was the hamstring that would never, never heal. I mean, it, 
you 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 have some athletes like LeBron James and 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 Tom Brady who just maintain this insane level of fitness forever, and 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 then you have athletes that that have injuries that just that just go on indefinitely, and and obviously, as as a fantasy person, you you, you lose complete faith in them. I mean, you you, you just you yeah. just you can't play them, you and and you don't want to draft them, and so yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, Waller scares me. That was the that was you wonder. Well, I mean, and, and look at Michael Thomas. I mean, with with the, yeah. the ankle that's been had him out for two years. So I, I'm going to do one more because I I know you were a little frustrated. I had the great Ladanian Tomlinson, my friend, on my show a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, LT, when you had that huge year in 06, you were like. It was like you were like 27, 28, and you had carried a massive workload for five years. If it were today, I'd be bailing on your ass. And he, <laughs> he, he started laughing. He's like, yeah, you're right. But LT had the most touchdowns in the history of the world that year. Uh, but, you know, Christian McCaffrey is still a top five pick in redraft season-long leagues. Dr. Mark Addicts, orthopedic surgeon, Harvard University Super Bowl champion, are you taking CMC in the top five? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the uh, only thing that makes me the only thing that makes me nervous is, you know, who's gonna be who's gonna be behind center, right? Uh, under center. I mean, okay, sure. Because if we if we don't have anybody that can throw the ball under center, then we're gonna be in big trouble. But uh, as long as whoever's under center can throw the ball. You're not worried about his body, you know, breaking down, re-breaking down. Maybe he's turned some sort of corner, uh, you know, who knows? Or maybe it was all just a fluke, those uh, previous injuries. Yeah, no, but I mean, last year I thought I thought he I thought he held up well. He I did. No. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, it was scary. The last couple of years with the Panthers, it was like he just couldn't stay on the field. It was it was one thing, it, it, but it was kind of fluky because they were every injury yeah. was different. Right. Well, I know you weren't touching his ass in DFS those years. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you they charge me too much. The price. Yeah, that's is true. Cheap. It's like you're taking on all kinds of risk paying a, a king's <laughs> ransom for this dude. He tweaks a hammy in the first quarter. Well, Doc, this has been great. Uh, this is one of the best broadcasts we've I've done here. Uh, you're a professional. I'm going to end the recording now. I, I don't know if we'll still be able to talk. Uh, but I look forward to doing this all year. The great Dr. Mark Addicts here. Stay tuned for more and stay subscribed. Fantasypoints.com, YouTube channel like that. Um, we'll pop this up. We'll splice it up. All the podcasts, all that good stuff. For the great Dr. Mark Addicts, I am John Hanson. We'll catch you next time at Fantasypoints.com. Thanks, Guru. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.